Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. It's swift. It's gravy. And we just jumped off the porch with Dirty Glove Bastard. Absolutely. Gotta beat the circumstances. Gotta beat the circumstances. Gotta beat the circumstances. Gotta beat the circumstances. All right. We got Swift Motion Pictures jumping off the porch with us today. What up, man? Nothing much, man. Chilling, man. How y'all feeling? Chilling. For cool. sure, man. We got Gravy on the porch with us, too. Welcome back yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. What's going on? Real spill. Nothing much. How y'all feeling, fellas? Man, wonderful, bro. Wonderful. Real spill. Yeah. My boy Gravy said he got to get back to set right after this interview. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're shooting Dirty Gang 2 right now. so you know As we is. speak, yeah. in the process of working while we working. Yeah. No, nah, that's real. How about mm-hmm. you, Swift? What you got going on right now? Man, you know, promoting the circumstances for, bro. You know what I'm saying? Fourth installment. We just dropped this joint. We got that all about a check coming soon. We got some new joints we finna be shooting this year. So, you know. No, nah, that's real. That's what's going on. How does it feel to be successful and still working after all these years, putting in work in the media music? Blessed, man. Word, blessings. I'm still in grind mode, man. Yeah. Yeah, I still feel grind mode. Ain't no success until you all the way up. No, nah, that's I'm real. Still grinding, man. No, nah, that's real. So, Swift, take us from the top. When did you first get involved with motion pictures? Oh, man, 2016, bro. So, my first joint was uh, Circumstances. That was part one. You know, and uh, it, was, uh, it was adapted from my book series, Motivation. So, we got three installments of that. And that's kind of like where I was springboarded from. That's real. Mm-hmm. Where were you from? Milwaukee. That's real. Yeah. What part of Milwaukee? Man, Atkinson, capital, you know. So how does somebody from Milwaukee take an interest in film, talk about the dynamic and how you took a left lane and say, you know what, I want to try this out? Well, um, it, it wasn't something that I actually planned out. It was one of them things where when I wrote this book and when I was telling you about Motivation Mastering the Game, like when I got done with it, bro, I just said, man, this shit got to be a movie. You know what I mean? And um, it took me a while to get it going, you know, um, but eventually we got it, we got it done. No, that's real. Yeah. What got you initially involved with writing the book from the start? Well, I was just at a place where, you know, I was trying to figure out something else. You know what I mean? Nigga trying to, you know, turn the page on the streets and um, just figure out some things, but I wanted to do it my way, you know? Um, and I felt like me being able to take an entrepreneurial route with, with artistry, you know what I'm saying? I could, I could still, it would still afford me certain freedoms that I wanted to have, you know what I'm saying, when going down this path. That's real. 
Did you ever expect to have any success with your first film? You know, honestly, fam, I didn't know what was gonna happen. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, didn't, I didn't even know nothing about the film industry, you know what I mean? My, my goal was just to, to just shoot it, to just do a movie, right? You know, I, ain't, I didn't know how, the, how you monetize the shit or nothing, you know what I'm saying? I'm just like, all right, well, I just wanna make a movie. You know, unbeknownst to me, you know, I, I learned a lot about the industry, you know what I'm saying, and about the independent industry and the process of doing that and right after that, you know what I'm saying, with with just, you know, getting going through the whole thing about getting the distribution for it and all that kind of stuff. No, that's real. Mm-hmm. Now, fast forward to where we are now in the digital era and we got streaming sites like Tubi, Netflix, Hulu. Talk about how that just changed the whole game of the motion picture family. Well, um, I think that the the whole streaming industry, what it's done for independent, you know, artists, whether it be actors, producers, directors, whatever, I think what's happened is it has allowed us to be able to to do things on our terms and actually monetize what we're doing, make a living off of it, and don't worry about not have to worry about gatekeepers. You know what I'm saying? So it's a it's to me, man, you know, it's it's a huge thing, man. Dame Dash been talking about this for years, man. You know what I'm saying? About how, you know, it's 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 about controlling what you own. You know, for, so for me, it's everything. Because at the end of the day, it's like years ago, prior to streaming, if you was a was a, a artist of any nature in terms of film, you had to go through these studios. You know what I'm saying? Of course, you had the DVDs and things like that, but it wasn't, those situations wasn't prevalent, excuse me, they wasn't large enough to where it actually was going to sustain somebody. You know, so I think that the streaming has made filmmaking for independence a sustainable industry. No, that's real. So let's talk about the first installment of Circumstances. How did that come about? In terms of what? The motion picture, like the story, okay. the casting, like walk us down through the whole everything. Like if one wants to watch this interview, like, you know, I want to be like Swift. Mm. What does the one do? Oh, man. Um, well, first of all. Because we on installment four right now. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> Niggas be man. blessed to see installment through. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I it's like. It. Yeah, it's, 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 well, first of all, in order to go down, if, you know, somebody's trying to go down this rabbit hole, you know what I'm saying? I'm sure Gravy can attest to it, man. You gotta be patient. You know what I'm saying? Because there ain't no overnight shit, right? And you also got to be willing to take chances. You know what I'm saying? Because like, you know, when I initially put the first movie together, I didn't know um, what all the other costs was associated with it later on. You know what I mean? Okay, we put an initial budget together. You know, I, I went out to Detroit because that's where we shot it in Flint and Detroit. We shot some in, in Milwaukee. And, um, you know, we did a casting call um, for the film. And after we did the casting, I came up like, a, I think a, a month later, we actually shot it. We shot the movie in, man, I want to say like, shit, seven days or eight days. I, I can't remember, something like that. But, man, I, I just remember that it was a process that was like, I had never, it, 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 it was, we on set, man, some of them days, like 17 hours, bro. 
you know what I'm saying? And I just remember the whole time me having like high anxiety because I'm asking all these questions and I'm not knowing what the fuck is going on, but I'm just knowing like, okay, they like, well, this is um, what you call a side and this is what you call uh, this, this is a boom and this is this, you know, I'm, I'm asking all these questions, trying to learn what they doing. I mean, cause I just took a chance, but um, the process was, it was a process that I wouldn't trade, you know what I'm saying? Because that gave me a lot of game and it gave me a lot of experience. That's real. You know? And the important thing about that game is you took it and you giving out to the young niggas for free. Talk about Swift Motion Pictures Mastery Courses. Well, Swift Motion Pictures Mastery Course, that birthed from just the whole concept of us just wanting to be able to provide information to people. Um, and so it can kind of lead them down this path and they don't have to go through all of the stuff we went through in terms of like all of the, the headaches and bumps that I experienced, you know what I'm saying? You getting, you getting basically seven years of information all wrapped up in one course. You know, um, I think that that it's important, you know, that we, that, we, that we share information, you know what I'm saying? And I think that it's important that um, we look out for the next generation because it's, 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 it's a young, you know, a young man, a young woman out there that, that they gonna be doing the same thing we doing right now. You know, you look up five, 10 years from now and they need somebody to help them speed that process up and also support what they doing. No, that's real. Gravy, I'm sure you can attest. Talk about being a young male, growing up in a close of poverty-stricken environment, but changing your life around with acting. Well, shit. First, I was a rapper, so that's where the gravy come from. You know what I mean? Um, the music career got me into acting. You know what I'm saying? So that kind of was a blessing. So for me, I wanted to be the best rapper in the world, and God changed it around and let me act out the best rapper in the world. So it was a blessing. No, that's real. You know what I'm saying? So what advice would you give a kid watching this situation and tell them? Just whether they rapping or they want to act or whether they just want to chase their dream, they don't know how. Well, both of them come with patience. Just like a Jewish man I met in L.A. He told me one time, uh, what do you do, sir? I had my car out there nice and fancy. He's like, what do you do? I said, I act. He said, okay, you get paid to wait. So I didn't understand what he meant until I dibble in the game a long time, but we get paid to wait. You know what I'm saying? So with any young dude, woman, anything, if you're a dreamer, keep dreaming. You know what I'm saying? And don't ever let nobody stop you from doing what... Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime 
and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Whatever you want to do. And all, always know the second part to that is trying is winning. So if you try the first time and you don't win, that don't mean quit. Quit is the worst thing you could ever do. So just keep trying until you master it. And if it don't work for you, maybe you need to be a producer. Or maybe you need to be the CEO or marketing or the prop master. I mean, so many jobs you can play. Don't get mad if one don't work. Try another one. You know what I'm saying? But trying is the biggest thing I would tell anybody to do. Because you never know what you, what you can come up. I never dreamed of me being an actor at all. I wanted to be a rapper. That's it. You know what I mean? Play ball. Basketball was my first dream. That didn't work so out, you know? But don't stop. Don't stop. And, it, it's, and, it, and don't be scared to go left. You know what I'm saying? No, nah, for real. So, Swift, what did it mean to you being able to cast somebody like Grady? <laughs> Man, it was, that was a big deal, you know what I'm saying? Circumstances, too, I mean, you know, man, <clears throat> when we first locked him in, I was like, I mean, because come on, man, this man played a major movie, like, and I'm talking about since then, I feel like he's done so much more beyond even Notorious. But, you know, just to, um, to connect with him, man, and, you know, just see the professionalism, you know what I'm saying? I remember the first day this nigga came on set, remember your leg was messed up or something, mm -hmm. and that was on the, <clears throat> the part of the movie when, because we shot the first scene when you had to go down the wall with the, with the mm -hmm. big gun, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? But it was just, like, it was just the way he came prepared, you know what I'm saying? It was, it was I knew, I'm like, okay, because he, he was on it, like, wasn't no, the man didn't need no rehearsals or none of that shit, like, just, okay, what we doing? You know, so it was, it was, it's always good to be able to work, you know, with, with talent and to work with a team that everybody is professional, man, and they, they come there to do their job. Same thing on my end, he's super professional. Anybody that works with Swift would know, you know what I'm saying? Anybody can testify, he's super professional, you know what I'm saying? You ain't got to wait to get nothing done. He going to have it ready, he going to have you set up, and it's just a work, you know what I mean, work process. You know what I mean? And you gonna, gonna eat good. And you Milwaukee's a different world from everybody that's <laughs> on, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> everybody, you know, they don't understand that most time when you're shooting a film, you can get the rinky-dink shit, you know what I mean? So when a nigga do catering and a nigga make you go around the city and it's your day off, offer to take you out, that's a whole nother, you know what I'm saying? That's not even in the budget, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> nah, for real, like, you know what I'm saying? So when you work with him, you understand him and my man Steve-O, they do their thing, man. You know what I'm saying? They really got Milwaukee on smash. That's real. Yeah, absolutely. What does it mean to be able to shoot films in your hometown? Man, it's dope, man. You know what I'm saying? Because, um, you know, um, I mean, we literally land the blueprint right now. You know what I'm saying? So, and, you know, initially on the first movie, um, circumstances one is like, you know, I mean, we, we Milwaukee always support us, man. Like, it always support. So, you know, um, I knew that I was on to something, but you know, now that, you know, I'm on like, what, eight, nine movies, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I'm starting to see a lot of people in the town, they, they, getting, they really getting interested, you know what I'm saying? And that's, that was one of my goals, like, you know, to inspire people, man, to just say, okay, if, if this something you wanna do, man, we can do this shit right here, you know, because Milwaukee don't have a lot of resources, but I mean, I just want people to know that, man, this is actually an industry that's viable, you know what I'm saying, that we can do. So pay attention to what I'm doing, you know what I'm saying? And, and you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's possible. No, that's real. Mm -hmm. 
And the beautiful part about that is, now that you got your hometown involved and we got streaming services like we were talking about earlier, now the world is involved as well. So the world gets to be a part of what you're creating. So what's one thing you would say you learned about nine movies in, right? About each installment of circumstances. What did you learn from each installment? What you wanted to do different from each installment? Well, <clears throat> the goal was always to um, make the next one better. And I mean, when I say better, just or put the put put our best foot forward. You know what I'm saying? Um, and just to keep continue to to make sure the quality is there. You know what I'm saying? And you know, circumstances one, it was it was a thing where I just wanted to do a movie. Part two, I'm like, okay, we actually able to tell the sequel because it, it, it was a cliffhanger. You know, by the time we got to part three, you gotta understand that was, it, we was outside of the whole book thing, so now we creating a whole nother storyline. You know what I'm saying? I was able to play around with Tiamo's character a little bit more, and you know, stuff like that. So um, by part three, we was really in our creative bag in terms of like saying, okay, like let's really see how we can get crazy with this shit in terms of like doing some other things, like how we added the uh, the guy Mr. No One to it, the hitman, you know what I'm saying? And um, you know, and, and now that we, you know, we on part four, um, it, it was it was the 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 goal with that one was to to see if we could top part three. <laughs> because uh, man, everybody was just saying like part three was so good. You know what I mean? I'm like, damn, you know, I, I was I was on the fence with even doing a part four because I'm like, okay, you know, circumstances like this part four, like how many of these motherfuckers can we actually do? But um, I just felt like the way it left off in three, it just needed something else, you know? So the thing with films is like, a lot of times you don't really know what, where it's gonna go. Like even when we on set, you know what I'm saying? And then we, you know, we be doing, doing different parts like on Untangled, you know, me and Gravy was talking on some of the some of the scenes that we was doing. And he was like, man, and this nigga always tell me like, look, bro, like I think this part right here don't, I think he need to say it like this or he need to, you know, he need maybe change it around because he wouldn't do this and he wouldn't do that. And that's important to be able to have your cast recognize certain things that you wouldn't catch because only he can tell you how comfortable it is for him to do a certain part. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, um, I think that, uh, you know, as you progress in making these movies, you learn so much with it. You know what I'm saying? From an acting standpoint and, you know, it's on, on all angles to where no movie is ever made the same. Even though you might have the same crew, some of the same cast members, you're going to have a different experience every time. Mm-hmm. No, that's real. Talk about the film, A Good Day for Everybody. Well, A Good Day for Everybody was, um, that was a movie that, um, it was sparked from the whole George Floyd incident. And um, when that happened, you know, I think we was, we were still in quarantine, right? So um, it was, I had contacted uh, Dwayne, Dwayne Edwards who, you know, helped me write it. And, um, and I told him, man, I wanna do a movie about, you know, police brutality, but I wanna try to see if we can get 
take it and twist it around from a female's perspective, from the mother, you know, and so she can kind of tell her story and talk about the pain of, of a mother losing a child to police brutality. And um, that's where that, that concept was birthed from. Did you feel the message was construed well? 100%, man. It, it was, um, you know, I, I, really, I really feel like everybody in that movie was able to, to, um, to translate the message that we was looking to, to put out, you know, from Bianca, you know what I'm saying, to David Bianco, Gravy, um, Ernest, um, Nia Dorsey, you know, every everybody did everybody did a good job, man. You know what I'm saying? And 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 a lot of people don't know that, you know, that that movie was really like that meant that 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 movie meant something, I think, to a lot of us, you know what I'm saying? Because it wasn't just us telling a story, you know what I'm saying? It, and, and we weren't trying to promote the violence of what was going on in the basement. We was just really trying to trying to trying trying to trying to show America what it is you know, to be black and the type of thoughts that people have with, with that whole George Floyd incident. Everybody, everybody wanted, I think, I think everybody wanted something to happen to that cop, not him just going to jail, right? So, I mean, we didn't want to go too dark with it, but um, I don't think we did, you know what I'm saying? I mean, we've been getting a good response. Talk about the film, The Rise and Fall of Coco Cow. Rise and fall of Cuckoo Cow. Well, Cuckoo Cow, you know, he, he's, uh, I, mean, I said I'm, Coco. It's all good, yeah. <laughs> so he, uh, you know, he, he, you know, Cuckoo Cow, he, he, he from the town, you know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure everybody know about the big hit he had in my projects. In my projects. <laughs> yeah. Yep, you know what I'm saying? So, um, K. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles? And a breakfast cutoff. Ba da ba ba ba. B came to me with the the idea to do it. You know what I'm saying? And he was saying that you know he he seen what I was doing with the movies and stuff. So he was like, man, I think we should do a documentary on Cuckoo. I'm like, all right, cool, let's do it. You know what I mean? So um, him, um, um, uh, Wicked. And Steve-O and Cal, all of us, you know, we just came together with our resources and um, and we made it happen, man. Oh, that's real. Yeah. How did it make you feel to be able to tell a story from their perspective and document it well? You know, to me, Cuckoo Cal was a story. That was that was a story, man, of, it was a story of, of, of triumph. You know what I'm saying? It was a story about a fighter, somebody who truly has a good heart because if anybody know Cuckoo, they'll tell you this, man. Good dude, you know what I'm saying? You know, everybody got their struggles and everybody got their own demons. And, and that was like, you know, um, our hometown hero, you know what I'm saying? And we wanted to give him, you know what I'm saying, his, his, his flowers and give him his shine and, and also show that, you know, um, show that from, a music, from an industry standpoint, there are certain business aspects that you need to understand. Because if you watch the documentary, he talked about not just the struggles he was going through in his personal life, but he also talked about how he felt about 
certain business that was being done. And then Steve-O talked about, you know, his his end of it. Smalls talked about his end. You know, so it was it was it was we we you know we wanted it, we wanted them all to air 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 it all out. You know what I'm saying? And just kind of give some education and some understanding to the situation that you know happened with the whole you know his rise and his fall. Oh, that's real. So how many more films can we expect from y'all just within this next week? How hard y'all work? Man, it's the man right we here. <laughs> we, we we working, man. We both doing what we we dreamed about. You know what I'm saying? And um, we both we both trying to perfect our craft. You know what I'm saying? Like um, trust nobody. Big up to my man Steve-O. Trust nobody two is on the way. If you ain't see, trust nobody one. Go see it. And um, trust nobody two is on the way. Uh, so hopefully that'll be dropping May 26. You know what I mean? Other than that, we shooting um, DG two, which is Dirty Game two right now, and Dirty Game one is out. And um. Me and Swift going to do Untangled 2. As soon as he's ready with that, we'll be shooting that. Because that was phenomenal. That was a, a, a crazy twist. That's like one of my favorite joints because there's nothing that's shot like that ever. You know what I mean? Um, a dude with his wife and his ex comes to the crib. It's just, it's just unheard of. So that was great writing. And, um, we captured that. Um, it's so many films, man. Um, City of Gods is not out yet. It's on the way. Um, so my casket drop is out. Uh, my Brother's Keeper is on the way. Um, Heavy 2 is on the way. Crossover 2, we just finished me and Clifton Powell. That's on the way. Um, so many I'm missing, man. People are going to be mad. I just can't remember anything at one time. But um, Love and Juliet is on the way. Um, Get Close is out now, Amazon, Tubi. Um, Quick Money Detroit film is out. Um, oh man, it's just, I can't remember anything, gang. <laughs> I can always, but, oh man, watch <laughs> your back. Watch your back is out right now. Shout out to my man ABZ and Lisa. Mm -hmm. And shout out to Lisa and Dirty D. They doing a thing. The Dirty D. Ooh. <laughs> so yeah, you know, we just working. We got, we got a bunch, you know what I'm saying? So we still got some more in the chamber. So we working, man. Yeah, that all about a check can be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Real spill, man. Yeah. Any last words and shout outs? Um, shout out to God for making this happen. Shout out to my man Swift. Shout out to Steve Up. We about to get back to work again. Shout out to Beezy. Shout out to Kente. Shout out to my man Shooter. Shout out to Making Money Records. Of course, my heart, my team. I see y'all are the few. Gotta get back to work. Shout out to Swift in Milwaukee. And you will see us again. I promise you. Girls, yeah. 100%. Man, shout out to the whole family, man. You know what I'm saying? To the world, for everybody that supported us, supporting us. You know, um, man, the team, my family, everybody that's down with it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we can't do none of this without the supporters. You know what I'm saying? So. That's 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 huge for me. Real spell, man. Swift gravy. We appreciate having you on the porch, man. Thank oh, you, man. Bro. We here, appreciate you, Real man. Spill. Appreciate you. Gotta beat the circumstances. Gotta beat the circumstances. Gotta beat the circumstances. Gotta beat the circumstances. Try, try hard.